With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Time to talk some NRL now. What a weekend it was. I think that's how the Australian broadcaster, what a game we've had. Just upsets up the wazoo. Indigenous Round provided just game after game of entertainment. I absolutely loved it. Dan Talentite, he's the editorial lead for NRL.com and he joins us now. Dan, uh, we saw so much, uh, so much unexpected, so much enterprise from the round. What a weekend. Yeah, what a weekend indeed. Thanks for having me. I like the phrase, uh, upsets up the wazoo. Uh, That is... If that doesn't sum up the weekend, then what did? Yeah, look, some incredible performances from teams. West Tigers putting on 60. You had the Dragons getting a win under their interim coach. Just a really, really good round. Uh, across everything, you know, obviously a really important round for the game with the Indigenous round, but on field, the product continues to deliver, and we've got an incredibly tight race for the title uh, as we head into the State of Origin period now. Um, well, I want to pick my way through a few of the games. The Panthers... Uh, took on the Broncos, um, a rear Broncos home game, he says, tongue-in-cheek. Um, <laughs> did, did we see, with that score line of 15-4, did we see the importance of Josh Reynolds to the Broncos? Yeah, Adam Reynolds, yeah. Uh, Adam Reynolds, sorry, uh, yeah. Absolutely, his importance to that side can't be understood. Oh, look, I thought uh, Ezra Mann and Jock Madden did a good job together. Brisbane were perhaps a little bit unfortunate on a couple of uh, no tries there. They had some opportunities, but just couldn't quite ice them. Um, and I think had those taken place, we might have seen a different scoreline. Look, without doubt, Adam Reynolds adds so much to that Broncos side. And so missing him, as they have done this game and then obviously last week uh, in the time that he spent off against Melbourne, they've certainly missed him. Um, and they're certainly grateful for him to come back into that side. Uh, but I think also what it did show is that Penrith really can just grind out an opposition and they're happy to score two tries and back their defence to win and, and they are once again looking like being one of the teams to beat in the competition this year. I watched with interest the Dragons Roosters game. Uh, the Dragons picking up the win and at full time the human in me felt so sorry for Griffin um, who would have been watching at home going why are they playing like that eventually now I'm gone. Yeah, they really did turn it on. And look, there's, I think, probably a few parts that obviously they were really disappointing last week in Ben Hunt's 300th. And I think being back home this week, uh, they would have been certainly keen to um, produce a performance that kind of um, paid up to their fans. They've been on a really tough performance of late. Certainly, you know, it would have been good to see those performances under Anthony Griffin, but hard not to feel happy for interim coach Ryan Carr uh, in his first game to have a finish like that. Uh, the person I also felt sorry for was... Uh, Corey Rosso, who's one of the NRL journalists here, who had a uh, just a little bit of a difficult match report to write that one uh, with a few late tries going on. But what a finish. Uh, obviously, the crossfield kick in the last play of the game certainly set up um, a memorable win for the Dragons. And I think everyone will be hoping that that result can kind of kickstart a run of form for them. Uh, incredibly, they won the game and still moved to the bottom of the ladder with some other teams down there winning. But um, you think if they play like that most weeks, then they won't be on the bottom for long. Uh, the Rabbitohs, slowly but surely, the last few weeks, pretty much every NRL expert is saying they're the team to beat, they're the team to beat, they've got premiers, they've got grand final champions written all over them, and then the Eels dust them by 20. What's going on in that one? 
Yeah, really, really good question. Parramatta really surprised me here. I was probably with many people and thinking South Sydney would roll pretty comfortably through this one, particularly given um, the perform that they've had over a number of the competitions elite in the last few weeks. But Parramatta were kind of on top early and I thought really controlled the game well. I thought the kicking game of Mitchell Moses was excellent. Uh, the running game of Dylan Brown really troubled the eel. Uh, it troubled the Rabbitohs. And I think, look, maybe this is a, a, not a little bad reality check for the Bunnies. You know, they've been obviously playing really well and playing really good attacking footy and, and their defence has been certainly really strong as well. I think that'll be the thing that Jason Demetrio will be most disappointed with, conceding uh, 36 points to the Eels. I think he'll certainly want to tidy that up uh, this week as obviously they go into the origin period and um, yeah, they obviously take on a Canberra side this week that um, you know, will be coming off a similarly disappointing result, which we'll get to, and I think a really interesting game to see how both of those two teams bounce back. Yeah, I can skip the Sharks Knights because I think it's the only game that happened where people expected that result 26-6 to the Knights. But the West Tigers, 66 points scored by allegedly the worst team in the comp against the Cowboys, who in recent times have been fantastic. Turned down midweek by Sean Johnson with a million-plus offer, allegedly. Luke Brooks, all the spotlight on him, turned in the best performance. I, I just can't believe that scoreline. It's, it's staggering. Uh, it's obviously the most points the Tigers have ever scored in a game. And it's hard not to feel good for Luke Brooks. So I guess regardless of what team you support, and I'll be pretty unashamed here, this has a lot of work for the Tigers for nine years and have got a very big soft spot for, for Luke in particular. Um, he's, yeah, obviously copped a lot of criticism and some of that is, yeah, as a result of his performances and some of that's been unfair, but... Um, to see him go out in his 200th game at the playing at Leichhardt Oval, the ground that he grew up playing on as a kid, as a junior coming through, to be able to celebrate at home, um, to have the crowd cheer his name. It's really hard to not feel good for him. And I think a really, really important result for the Tigers um, and for Tim Sheens in that, you know, the club's been talking to us for a long time about these, um, this is the plan, it's a long-term plan, we want to bring kids through, we've got a style that we want to play. And I think it's been really hard to see. Um, but on the weekend, I thought we saw the style of play that they wanted to play. They were fast. They moved the ball well. I thought Stafford Toa in the centres was superb. Uh, Stefano Tukamano, Pekorosau, they both moved into the origin camp as a result of their performances. And I think if the Tigers can continue to play like that, uh, yeah, but defensively they've still got some work to do, but they will continue to score points and they're going to be a really hard team to beat. The question, as always, for the Tigers is can they do it in back-to-back weeks? Uh, they've obviously got the bye this weekend, but um, be all certainly plenty of interest into their next performance and whether. What about the Cowboys? I and mean, when you see near enough to a fifty-point drubbing, yes, the Tigers played well, but the Cowboys, geez, there's some concerns there. Yeah, there is, and I think it'll be really interesting to see what changes Todd Payton makes to that side. Obviously, they have had a lot of forwards out. Um, Jeremiah Nanai missing, uh, obviously Jason Tamalolo's been sidelined, James Tarmout they signed and was missing. Um, but there's still certainly a handful of Origin players and certainly a handful of other experienced players in that side and they shouldn't be getting beat by a scoreline like that. And I think, look, it'll be interesting what changes Todd Payton makes to that side to try and get a response. Um, I thought some of the decisions by the outside backs were, were really poor. I think really trying to uh, solve situations themselves rather than collectively. I know that's something that Todd's been speaking about a lot uh, in his post-game presses in the way in which defensively they've got players that are trying to solve the situation themselves rather than trusting the team around them. Um, And I think on a night like that, it really just got away from them. I'm really interested to see how they bounce back. Um, Obviously, yeah, it's certainly a tough tough result. um, And it doesn't get any easier. They play Parramatta this week. Um, 
and certainly you'd be looking to at least see an improved performance because, like you said, they had been going so well. Mm. Um, just a really, really disappointing night for the club. And the last one I mentioned before we talk a little bit of origin, the Bulldogs, uh, they were down 14-0 at halftime. They won the second half 20-4. to It's too soon to say dogs are war. I feel like there's a long, long way to go. But <laughs> what theatre that end of that game was. Yeah, an incredible finish. Look, and really, if the old cliche could ever ring, ring true, a game of two halves, this was it. Uh, the Titans had, I think, 65% of the ball and similar territory in the first half. Could have been up by probably 26 or 30 points if they'd iced some of the chances. And then in the second half, it was all the Bulldogs. Uh, a big Matt Burton bomb that uh, was spectacularly taken out of the air by Jake Avarillo, who's playing some really good footy at the moment, uh, kind of kick-started their run. And then Burton set up another try very quickly to Addo Carr. And from then, it was the Bulldogs who had all the momentum. Uh, took them a little bit of while to get over the line with that late Jaden Ockenbohr try. But I think the way they performed in the second half, there's certainly no... Uh, doubting that they um, were deserving of those two points. And I think really interesting to note is the way in which the Bulldogs are competing this year. I think their footy probably hasn't been as free-flowing as teams would have liked, um, but they're really competing well, and that's a great thing for, for fans, Canterbury fans, but for fans of the NRL to see a competitive Bulldogs team. Um, quick look, a cursory glance over the Maroons squad. Uh, I guess the notables for me, Reese Walsh starts. Uh, no Kalen Ponga. Uh, no, like he's an absolute lock, it seems, every year, Dane Gagai, and he's suited to mm-hmm. origin. What are the big talking points for you out of that Maroon squad? Yeah, those two, I think you nailed them on the head there. The fact that Reese Walsh has been picked to make his debut over Kalen Ponga, I think it's a big one. I think Walsh has obviously been superb this year, and Kalen had troubles with head knocks. I think on his day, we all know what Kalen can produce, so that's a big call by Billy Slater. Um, I think the bigger call is, yeah, as you said, leaving out Dane Gagai, who has been an incredible performer at origin level for such a long time, uh, picking not only picking a young player in Hammerstone Sabuai Fado, but picking him essentially out of position, given he's playing fullback at the uh, is a massive call and one that's a really big gamble um, for the Maroons, given that he will most likely be coming up against Tom Trevojevic. Um, probably the other big one for me is no Kurt Cape. He's a player that's a real handy uh, name to have in the squad. You can play him in the back row. You can move him into the centres if you get an injury. Uh, he's been left out altogether with David Fafita and Tom Gilbert named in the back row. Obviously, Fafita's playing in Gilbert. I think it's really suited to that origin level, um, but that's another big call that uh, will be interesting to see how that happens uh, in game one. Uppy Coruscant in, Mr. Cook out. I didn't see that one coming. I love Coruscant though. Yeah, I don't think many people did, to be probably brutally honest with you. I think Coruscant's form over the last three weeks has probably got him there, and certainly the performance that he put in for the Tigers against the Cowboys uh, will have done himself no favours. I think it's a really interesting one too, given that the Blues have picked Nico Hines on the bench, who's not at all a hooker. So it's looking like Coruscant will most likely play 80 minutes, which is a really big call given he doesn't even play 80 minutes at mm. club level. He's got Jake Simpkin playing with him right there in hooker. So a really interesting one. Appy's obviously been there before and knows what it's about. And the form of Nico Hines means he kind of needs to be in the team somewhere. Um, but it'll be really interesting whether Coruscant can have the same sort of impact that he can have uh, in, in spurts, whether he can have that across the 80 minutes uh, come game one. And there was a bit of pressure on the likes of uh, Tedesco, Tommy Trebojevic. He sort of made it impossible to leave him out, the Sea Eagles fullback, with his performance yesterday. Yeah, hard to not forget when he's uh, scored a hat-trick, had a hand in a few others, and really just dominated the Raiders altogether in Canberra. Um, look, I think there'd been a lot of questions over Tom's form in the last month that probably was looking 
counter with someone like Campbell Graham being in. But I think having certainly delivered at that origin level before, I think we know what Tom can do, we know what he can produce. Um, and having seen him be back to near his best on the weekend, I think, yeah, certainly hard to leave him out. Um, Brad Fittler will certainly be hoping he can produce that again uh, in game one. Brilliant, Dan. Always enjoy your insights, buddy. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. There's Dan Talentire, uh, editorial lead for NRL.com. That's where you find everything to do with the NRL. Sammy, um, have you got the teams there or the squads for the origin? I think they've just named squads, not oh, I think Queensland might have started. Queensland has named their team, which is which is sort of weird. And and um there are New South Wales, I don't think it's on the NRL website, but the journalists are talking as if the the, na- the team's been named, so I don't know if that's somewhere else. But um, I'll give you the, the Maroon squad first. So um, starting at fullback, Reese Walsh, uh, the two wingers, Selwan Komo Murray, Taulangi, uh, the two centers, Valentine Holmes, Hamiso Tabuai Fido, Cameron Munster and DCE in the halves, Tommy Flegler, Lindsay Collins, the two props, Ben Hunt, the starting hooker, then Tom Gilbert, David Fafita in the second row, and Patrick Carrigan, the 13. On the bench, they've got Harry Grant, Tino Fasuamala'awi, Ruben Cotter, and Jai Arrow. That is a stacked interchange for Queensland. <laughs> Gee, they could all be playing, they could all be starting. And then their 18th man is Tom Dearden, and the 19th is Christian Welch. So in the past, I've looked at Queensland's team compared to New South Wales and thought, oh, you know, there's a lot of inexperience there. And But, you know, given the last couple of series and the fact they won last year, you look at that and go, that is a damn good team. And they just step up, Steph. I mean, even guys like Lindsay Collins and Tommy Flegler, who are playing pretty well for their club teams, when they play Origin, different ball game. Same with Valentine Holmes. Um, you know, we, we talked about Dane Gagai. They're just different players in Origin. Mm. Um, the New South Wales team, so... What I might do is actually just tell you the team, and then I can try and work out um, who they, how they're going to play it. So uh, we have got Josh Adokar. Oh, I'll, I'll just read through the team as they've announced it. Josh Adokar, Nathan Cleary, Tyson Frizzell, Campbell Graham, Payne Haas, Nico Hines, Api Korosau, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Tavita Pangai Jr., Juna Bolo, Bolo, as they say over in Aussie, um, James Tedesco, Brian Toto. Tom Trebojevic, Isaiah Hudson Young. So that's um, a good team too, man. That, I mean, it always like I always look at New South Wales and be like, that's unbeatable. So uh, I would say you've got um, Ado Carr and Toto on the wings. You have James Tedesco at fullback. You probably got um, well, you do. You'd have Latrell and Tommy in the centres. Then you've got Nathan and. Jerome Luai in the halves, Api Korosau the hooker. Uh, the starting props are probably. Oh, this one's actually interesting. Um, I say Isaiah Yo's the thirteen. You can lock that one in now. Um, I guess Tavita Pangai alongside Payne Haas. Payne Haas definitely. And then the second row, you've got Tyson Frizzell probably partnering up with Cam Murray. I imagine they're going to have Cam Murray starting in the second row, and then you'd have that would put uh, Liam Martin, um, Hudson Young, Junior Paulo on the on the on the interchange. I've just alongside Nico Hines. There's a name that hasn't been mentioned in either squad. Yeah, Kempi's favourite, Nelson Asomasofalona. (laughs) Yeah, well he's a Kiwi, unfortunately for State of O. wouldn't he yeah. be, he'd be, he's made for origin. The, the, thing, the thing is, Freddie, Freddie as well always picks, like Queensland more so picks on experience and temperament as opposed to just current form. I think Reese Walsh is the exception there. They've just picked him based on the fact that he's having a great year. But Freddie just picks on on how well you're playing. So if you're playing great, you're in the team. He doesn't really have time for sentiment. 
Um, I've always thought New South Wales talent, Queensland ticker. Hundred percent, no, and that's what um, Matty Johns. That's what they, you know. That feud over there was talking about as well. Was that New South Wales often is a team full of stars that sort of don't shine when they come together, and Queensland's always just a team of guys. But they're good players. I mean, Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt. I mean, these are some of the best guys in the game. But as always on paper, you'd say New South Wales. TAB got odds up for State of Oak next oh, Wednesday. Definitely will. Um, you'd think New South Wales would still be the favourites, but it's probably closer than it has been in the past. I'm gonna say a dollar. $1.60, New South Wales? Just keep talking a little bit. Okay. I'll, I'll get to it. Um, and I'll tell you what, that t- that Tigers result, not only was it a massive upset ridiculous. that they beat the Cowboys, but to put 66 points on them, you just... It's one of the most shocking results I've seen of recent history, staff. Mm. I mean, top the top team will lose to the bottom team. That happened last year, right? The, uh, the Eels lost to the Tigers, I think, when they were nearly in first position. Um, but you just... 66 points is a whole different kettle of fish. Um, they haven't got the odds for the opening game that I can see, but they've got state of origin winner of the series. Mm. New South Wales 170, Queensland 215. Yeah, I was pretty good on 170. Um, Wouldn't be far off that, though, for game one, would it? Uh, who's at home? Oh, it's neutral, isn't it? It's Adelaide. It's Adelaide. The Wally Lewis winner, state of origin. Favourite, Nathan Cleary. Second, Cam Munster. Third, James Teddy Tedesco. Top try scorer, state of origin. Uh, the Fox, ah, 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 $6. And Mr. Uh, player of the match game one, Nathan Cleary, 550 So, yeah, it's all leaning towards New South Wales. All oh, leaning towards New um, South Wales. Robbie says they do have them up, Robbie. Oh, I can't yeah. find them. Yeah, 165 New South Wales, uh, 218 Queensland. Oh, not bad. I said 160 to 170. I'll take it. Why can't I find it? Oh, here it is. Okay, I was on the wrong tab. Sorry, thing. There we go. Who wins? Uh, well, no, but this is the problem I always make because I go to New South Wales and then Queensland come out and fight. There's a rule in State of Origin. Yeah. Always take, take the, the underdog. Unders. Take, the, take underdog. the underdog. Take the underdog. And always take the unders as well. That first game has like 16, 12 written all over it, you know, or 14, 12. What is the unders? Are the unders on there? Because the unders will be low. I guarantee it'll be like 30, 35 or oh, something. Oh, total points, you mean? Yeah. Total 36 match points, and a half. 36. 36. There you go. There you go. Sam, take yeah. it under. Take Sam, the yeah. under. Take what do you unders. think about these origin teams? Uh, Fano, are you happy with Reese Walsh, the former warrior? He'll always be a former warrior. <laughs> Getting the start out the back. Uh, no Damien Cook. And the thing is, I know how passionate New Zealanders get about state of origin. Keen to hear from you. We'll keep the lines open. 0800 150 11. What about West Tigers? 66, is that an aberration or can they now go on? Have they unlocked, they've been patient, Benji, Tim Sheens, have they unlocked something with Wests? Do you care? You don't care? And what a win by the Warriors. They've moved up to seventh after last weekend. They were outside the eight, they're now up to seventh. Actually, Sam, very quickly before the break, does that massive round of upsets do the Warriors good or bad? Uh, did it very, very well because we needed the Titans to lose and we needed the Raiders to lose to stay well inside the top eight. So... Yeah. Thankfully, both of those happened. So, yeah, great results for us and a tough match for us against the bye, but we got through it and uh, a big two points, so we'll take that.